You're listening to Minutia Men. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, we have one of the best newsmen that we ever worked with in Chicago. His name is Jay Levine. Jay, are you ready to step into this uh, podcast? No one's ready to go into the ring with you guys, but you know something? I'm going to give it my best. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. This ought to be terrific. Jay Levine on the next Back to You. This might be the highlight of his career. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Fat bees can't mate. I am just happy to see you. <laughs> Scammer scammed. <laughs> My brush with Sting. And our celebrity guest, Chicago treasure, Barry Butler. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I wish people could see you during that intro because what he's doing is dancing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, holding the microphone as if he is singing along to the song. And there's, but there's no, no words, words to words. it. Um, you know, as far and speaking of dancing You're around. You're like the Marcel Marceau <laughs> of of podcast rock stars. Yeah. We should do a Marcel Marceau interview. Oh, people will just <laughs> love that. For a Shields and Yarnell. Yeah. Well, speaking of dancing around in costumes, look at you and your lederhosen this weekend, huh? Well, did you like those lederhosen? Uh, yeah, Rick was wearing some lederhosen. I, yeah, we had a, a big Oktoberfest party at my house, and I have a pair of Capri-length lederhosen. Just like Mary Tyler Moore would have worn. <laughs> you know, uh, who doesn't have two different pairs of lederhosen? You got home and away, right? Uh, yeah, I don't like wearing the, the socks, you know, the... The, the short, short uh, later hosen. Right, you're you're a full lengther. I'm a full lengther. Well, a capri length, which is yeah. what, three quarters. I don't really have the the Oktoberfest legs. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I, you know. I don't know. I, I would imagine Germans are not particularly, German men are not particularly well known for their Oh, legs. well, sure. Absolutely they are. Really? Everyone knows that. <laughs> well, well, I thought I've seen your legs. I'm totally fine with them. Really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've seen better, but they're okay. I mean, I don't know. Did you have fun at the I, party? I had a great time. I had a, I had a brat, yeah. which was very good. I had a cheeseburger, which was very good. Yeah. I had your sausage, which Michelle, by the way, just raved about. Yeah, because it's fantastic. Too spicy for the Davester. Yeah. Uh, you know, my people were wandering a desert. Looking for a bathroom, my friend. So yeah. we don't. We're not. So you're with... saying my sausage is too spicy? <laughs> yeah, you're spicy. Yeah, right. It was a little uh, too spicy. So th- you're talking about sausage that I actually make, right? By exactly. myself, right? From scratch. Yeah. It, yes. Michelle raved about it, but that was it was good. a little too spicy for me. Well, I'm glad you were here for the party. We had kind of a weird group of people. We had some college friends. We had some Bridget's uh, high school friends. We had neighborhood people. We had some radio friends. We had here. some radio friends. Had some. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, people from the soccer club, and and uh, and, uh, and yeah. somehow it worked. Right, the Czechoslovakians and the Poles stayed away because you know. <laughs> and I loved it when we invaded your neighbors. That, yes. that was a lot of fun. When yes. you, when symbolic. You, yeah, when you yeah when you annexed your neighbors, I thought it was very nice. Did you? Did, was the German beer okay for you, the Dave? Because it was actually very good. I'm not a yeah. big German beer fan, but the Hofbrau yeah Hofbrau uh, beer uh, was very good. It was. Uh, I have not. Drunk out of a keg in forever. I can't we re- polished that keg by 11 o'clock. 
so the Germans. Luckily, everyone brought beer in addition, and so we've got like seventy beers left, which is going to take me like days to finish. <laughs> by next episode, by episode one fifty four, you can we can do a thing on the. Uh, we got a great show today, Rick. Yes, we're going to talk to one of the most famous photographers in Chicago. Uh, his name is Barry Butler, and Barry Butler, if you don't know, uh, you can look him up before we before he gets on because he has he takes the most spectacular. Uh, pictures of the skyline of Chicago. Yeah. Just and, amazing. And he's huge on social media. I mean, his pictures will get thousands of likes thousands. and shares yeah. and whatever. Good guy, and he'll be on later on today. Yep. But uh, we also have Minutia. We do. And, um, well, we better actually hope that uh, the story doesn't come to fruition because then maybe we won't be around for Barry. Um, this is from our Nature and Armageddon desk. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you know, many scientists... Uh, feel that bees are the most important creatures on earth. Yes. Right? You know, they pollinate, they help with food production, they're an integral part of our food chain, Mm -hmm. they make movies with Jerry Seinfeld, I mean, they are huge and very important. Well, things are not going particularly well for the bees. Right. Have you heard of that? I've heard that's true. I don't know why that's true. Well, I'm going to tell you, by some estimates, the population is declining at around 6% a year. That's like even worse than printing and paper. Yeah, you know that's like uh, radio, <laughs> right? So, but and now some misguided people will attribute now some misguided people will attribute this to you know the Chinese global warming hoax, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Here we go. But according to James Strange, a research entomologist with the United States Department of Agriculture, it's because male bees have become too fat to mate. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, kind of like baby boomers. Yeah. You know, BB, <laughs> baby boomers and bumblebees. Baby boomers are, it appears there is some kind of fungus, which might be a code word for beer and chips. I don't know. <laughs> that is making beer, bees so bloated that they can't bend its abdomen to mate with the queen. <laughs> they haven't seen their stinger <laughs> right, in right, years right. and years. Exactly. <laughs> they can't tie their shoes like me, probably, without sitting down. And without fertilization, as you know, the queen can only birth more males. And bee, male bees yeah. are lazy. It's yeah, the worker. They're like, they're they're like lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just right. Because yeah. they, the women do all the work. The worker bees are all women. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's true. The, right. So, so the, their only job is to mate. Yeah, they're basically takers. They're Democrats. Well, I is mean, basically what. But the, so, so the, no wonder they're fat. Yeah, exactly. Right. They need a little get a little exercise. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just lay around, and it's because of this fungus. There's, there's, there's. Whatever, this fungus is making them fat and they're not allowed to. Now, um, you know how we were always planning on having that health website, that fake health website? Yeah. Where we We, just put... Yes, we were always planning that. (laughs) Right. So I think what we can do is we can just make up some some fake fungus that... That is causing us to be fat. Yeah, honey... (laughs) It's the fungus. It's not me. Look, it's right here on health.networknews.com. My favorite thing about this is that they're they're too fat to mate, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the females going, I don't want to mate with you. Well, but, I think the queen's not helping with her humiliating nicknames <laughs> for these guys. Yeah. Like, they're, hey, plumpy, yeah. hey, porty, yeah. you know, paunchy, right. chubby, chunky, well, fleshy, <laughs> flabby, beefy, blubbery, dumpy, rotund. Um, and then do you think that bees are going to the queen? Look, it's it's the horizontal stripes that are doing it, okay? I'm not fat. It's the stripes. It's just not very flattering. <laughs> right. okay. All right. Well, I like that story. I, I have a, a story as well. And this one 
is about a uh, someone who just got uh, a raw deal. His name is uh, Steve Whitehurst. He's 47 years old. He's a window fitter uh, in England. And he was in a store buying about four hundred dollars or four hundred pounds worth of stuff at Scott's menswear with his girlfriend Mandy Shenton and their eighteenth month eighteen month old grandson. But things came to a head, Dave, at the till when the store manager asked about the bulge in his pants. <laughs> Steve, uh, if I had a nick if I had a pound for every time <laughs> that happened. Now think about this. How did this story get in the news? Yeah, right, you know, right, right. His PR yeah, department, yeah. Right, Steve's like, yeah. Um, hello, yes, I'd like to report a story of being asked about my bolt. But so this is what he says. He This is what the article says. Steve, who claims he often has to roll up his manhood, said I had... Wait, 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 roll up like a, like a fruit roll up? Or yeah, what? like a fruit roll up. I had very tight jeans on that day, and there was a bulge, yes, but that's not illegal. I can't help the way I'm made, he said. <laughs> Did you get that, CNN, England? Again, it's Whitehurst, W-H. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the manager started arguing with me. She wouldn't let it go. I just kept telling her that it was my giant penis. <laughs> Eventually, I dropped my trousers in front of everyone and stood there in my boxer shorts and said, see, I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> yeah, except for this glorious 10-inch penis. But that did not satisfy the woman. She kept saying, what's that bulge? You should, we need to go check that out to make sure that you're not stealing something. So they, so the male manager yeah. took him back into a cubicle. A cubicle. A cubicle. Okay. You know, as they have in yeah. stores, a cubicle. <laughs> and uh, checked him out. Uh, at, by the way, this is Stoke on Tent, if you're looking for... Uh, Stokes, Stoke on Trent is where this okay, store okay. is. Steve said, so um, uh, he heard her uh, saying from the outside in the store, uh, I dropped my boxes. He shook his head, ran out and spoke to the manager. I heard her say, please tell me he's got something down there. And the <laughs> yeah. guy said, no. And <laughs> yeah. she said, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just the most <laughs> glorious penis I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny about this story is he had to have called. Oh, of course. Of and course. his girlfriend said, it was so humiliating. Yeah, right. What they did to Steve was disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the calendar will be available <laughs> for pre-order. Well, you see, the, it's in the Daily Mail. Go check out the yeah. Daily Mail online because there are pictures of Steve there. And one, there's one picture where he like takes his pants down to his his knees to expose his boxer shorts oh, in the paper. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. oh, he was really humiliated <laughs> yeah, by yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, he's posting it on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, whatever. So, <laughs> so anyway, well, there you go. That's you know, that was a great story. Yeah, thank you. And how much did our listeners pay for that story? Uh, not a penny. Nothing. Zippo. Yeah. All they probably did is they went on Stitcher yeah. and and subscribed. You can go on Google Play and yep. subscribe. iHeartRadio. You can go on uh, whatever. Wherever the, great podcasts can be found. And all you got to do is you can subscribe. RadioMisfits.com uh, also has a great list of other shows. They do. That... Um, that we would love for you to listen to us. Yeah, I, you know, I like the one uh, Tony Lasano now has a uh, an interview show that he does, the Nude Hippo Hour, I believe it's mm -hmm. called, um, where he interviews... In-depth interviews. Yeah, I mean, and, and the current one is Amy Landecker, mm -hmm. so we highly recommend that. Amy, of course, a movie star mm -hmm. and uh, married to Bradley Whitford and is the 
daughter of our good friend John, John Recordslander. Yeah. Um, let's be honest, Rick. We spend a lot of time in the show and in life looking at the negative side of things. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, we're, we're definitely half we're empty. We're half empty, yeah. guys. But I found a story here that really, it's a feel-good and I'd like to share with you, okay? Okay. Irish student tricks internet Nigerian scammer into giving him money. This is taking you up a notch. It is. Because if, if you listen to previous shows, Dave has engaged with Nigerian scammers right. before. and all have, of, I've never gotten a penny from them. All you've done is made them their lives miserable. Yeah, and waste time. But Yes. But Ross Walsh, a 22-year-old student from County Kilkenny. I think it's time for you to flop out your Irish accent. It's an Irish accent. <laughs> right. County Kilkenny in the Republic of Ireland, Ross Walsh, um, was contacted via email by a Solomon Gundy. Okay, who identified himself as a big Nigerian business banker. <laughs> Gundy had an outstanding business, an outstanding business proposition. Now let me read you real quickly the email that this is from Solomon to our hero, yeah. Ross Walsh. Pleased to be with you. Well, that was nice. Sorry, nice, all right. Yes. I know this email will come to a surprise, but permit me to. Can you do a Nigerian accent? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, permit me to desire to go into business with you. My name is Solomon. I'm a big business banker looking to go into business with fellow enthusiastic businessman. Mm-hmm. Grammar not great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want you to invest a thousand pounds in my company for exchange for half of my business. All right, well, that seems nice. Yeah. Uh, basically, he wanted, he says, I want to teach young business people my knowledge, which comes at a fair price. So he's a mentor. He is. Solomon Gundy. And he, he seeks out random people. Yeah, right. Well, you know, like people do. Right. So our hero, Ross, sent him back an email. My dearest Solomon. Yes. Very nice salutation. My right? dearest Solomon. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> Delighted to receive your intriguing business proposal. As you know, I'm a very enthusiastic, enthusiastic businessman and think a thousand pounds is an insult. Ah, oh. I have attached proof of payment of 50,000 pounds to get the ball running. Proof uh, of payment. Right. Huh? So he manufactured something yeah, yeah. on, you know, Adobe or whatever. So then Gundy comes back and says, I didn't get the money. And uh. then Ross says, well, I contacted my bank and they say that. They think this might be a leg- yeah, not a legitimate you might be a scam, right? So if you put in twenty five dollars to my account, <laughs> that will prove to them that this is a legitimate business uh, proposition. He did so. The scammer sent twenty five <laughs> bucks to Ross, and oh. then Ross, you know, God bless him, <laughs> exactly. And he donated the money to charity. And people think that that the youth of uh, the world is going to bring us down. No, sir. Not I say Ni- to you, not in not in Ireland. Um, not in, definitely not in Ireland. So kudos to you, Ross Walsh from County Kilkenny. It's County Rep- Kilkenny in the Republic of Ireland. It is. We need to take a quick break. Manoush Men will be right back. If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. A Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show. And because it's soccer, we never use our hands. Radiomisfits.com. 
Hey, it's Tommy. And then I'm Sam, I guess. And I'm Kimmy. And we're the colleagues of and friends. Yes, and colleagues, and co-workers, and acquaintances. Every week we talk about the weirdest things, Florida men, sex toys, and Tommy gives away something every single week. First week it was 10 grand, second week it was my virginity, next week it's going to be a cat. So listen to and friends season two on an Opi show only on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we're back. All right. It's time for uh, uh, another feature that well, we like to do. Wait, well, wait. Isn't this wait. time we do the cub feature? Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, the cub feature will be coming back at a later date because the cubs are coming back. You know, wait till next year is what we like to say. Right now, it's time for this. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, which he did last week. Um, and last week, the name of the celebrity was Sting. Mm-hmm. Sting. Now, at the end of this uh, story, I'm going to tell you my story about Sting. At the end of the story, you're going to pull out a name for next week. You know why we're doing that? Is because at your October fest, all the people were going. We love it when you when you pull it's the true. name out at the end. So yeah. we're we're ch- the listeners have spoken. They have spoken, and we are going to change it. Yeah, that actually did happen. So here's my Sting story. <clears throat> Do you, uh, when you first got married, did you put together a list of, you know, like, let's say you meet these five celebrities. Oh, who you can, who can, who who you get like a uh, pass from your wife. Uh, we didn't, um, it it was, I think it was an episode of friends or something like that. And and it kind of became something that people did. And Bridget and I, when we first got married in, we got married in 91. So it's early nineties. Okay. We did that too, and we yeah. make up a list, and you know it was. Who was on your list? Do you remember? Um, well, let me let me let me. Uh, th- uh, the woman from Northern Exposure. Yes, she was on there. Janine Turner. Janine Turner. Nineties. Uh, I can't even remember to be honest with you. I have no memory of that. Uh, Sybil Shepherd, maybe. Maybe she not back then. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, it was one of those things where, especially as the guy, Margaret Thatcher. If you if you're putting you know, beautiful women on there. There's not a chance that you will ever have right, a real shot right. at this. But um, women actually could. Well, they're women, you yeah. know, and guys are guys, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Right. But anyway, so Bridget on her list of five, my wife, she put Sting. Okay. Sting was one of the people on the list, which, you know, I thought, yeah. Yeah. What are the on. chances? Right. So Sting comes to town. And I went to... I this might working, be the best celebrity uh, story ever. I was working at The Loop at the time, and I got tickets to the, to the show. Um, but what I didn't realize was uh, these tickets that were given to me were like last-second tickets because uh, it, it, some theaters have the artist, they save like the first five rows for the artist. Mm-hmm. And if the artist doesn't want... Uh, people to use those seats or he gives them to a radio station or whatever. And so we were the sponsor of this thing show at the area crown theater. And so the first five rows were given out at the last minute and they gave it to, you know, peons like me <laughs> and I took Bridget. So we got into the theater and we're walking to our seats. And as we're walking 
down the aisle, I'm seeing like, you know, the big shots at the station, like, oh, there's Steve Dahl, there's yeah. Bobby Skafish, yeah. there's, you know. And you got better seats. And I, we kept going and going <laughs> and going. Must be in the front row. We were in the front row. Yeah. We could literally touch yeah. Sting. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> As soon as we got down there, I realized... Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in the middle of the show, there's a, there's he's, he's singing some song, and he makes eye contact with Bridget. Yeah, and, you're, and, and you're like, oh, boy. You know, he starts leaning down, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is really good. I'm going to have to jump in front of her. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm, I'm, I hereby renege the five <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing happened. Okay. Nothing well, happened. Good that, story, though. Yeah, I, that's my sting story. Okay, so now I am going to pick next week. Okay. And I'm, here's the Costco jar. Here we go. Oh, I don't even know that. Marshall Crenshaw. Do you not, you not know who he oh, is? Oh, I know who Marshall okay. Crenshaw, but I don't never heard this story. Remember he did the song Someday, Someway. Yeah. Some, and, you know, yeah. Um, I've got a story about him. Okay. Well, beautiful. All right. That will be uh, next week. But right now we have the somebody line standing is by. This is uh, exciting for us, and we're just going to go right to it. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. All right. We have uh, a, Chicago, oh, a, 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 a Chicago treasure. Barry Butler, uh, I call him the preeminent photographer of Chicago. Not in Chicago, of Chicago. Like the photographer who takes the most incredible pictures of our city. If you've seen a breathtaking picture of our skyline, chances are that Barry took it. And I, ret- I retweet him all the time. Uh, he's there for the sunrise, for the sunset, for the electrical storms in the middle of the night. And he has a full-time job. My first question, Barry, is how do you sleep? When do you sleep? Do you sleep at all? <laughs> you know, that is uh, the question I hear often. I bet. Um, and... Um, and, and somehow I, I get my seven hours in um, every night, but my day does start an hour and a half before sunrise, Jeez. and then it typically ends at about an hour after uh, sunset, unless, uh, as you pointed out, we have a, um, a lightning storm coming recently, and you know, that's like Christmas to me when that stuff starts happening. Yeah, do you are you rooting for like tornadoes and like you know uh, mass destruction so you can get it on uh, film? You know, uh, out of every negative, there's a positive. And... You're a half full guy. You're the one half full guy um, we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I will tell you that this year, now you're really going to laugh. Um, I've actually find it to be a disappointing <laughs> storm year. Oh. Um, um, not enough flooding, not enough, not enough death <laughs> and destruction for you, huh? Well, you know, from a standpoint of uh, lightning coming through actual downtown, because, you know, when, when, when those bolts are coming out of the sky and they're hitting the antennas of the Hancock or the Sears or wherever, I mean, that, that, that's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And unfortunately we've had a lot of storms uh, those, you know, those, very active lightning storms uh, go up north. They go uh, all the time through northwest Indiana, and they're just missing it. And I'm looking at the radar. And Son of a bitch! Come on, man! Up. Come on! Bring it in! Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually pretty amusing to me to watch as I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Please, you know, come come this way, and then nothing happens. Well, yeah, so, I, but I, that, I, I'm that, sorry, that has Barry. been this year. But we did get rewarded, uh, in my opinion. Uh, 
to a wonderful storm recently. So um, it made up for all the shortcomings. Yeah, and you get uh, some great pictures of it again. Now, the question on those electrical storms is, or, you know, on the lightning storms is, you know, how precise do you have to be on, on the taking of that picture? I mean, obviously the lightning is a split second thing. Yeah. So the, the, the thing that I have to do is I'm, I'm really watching the storm and anticipating. And, and it was funny, no matter what I'm shooting, whether it goes from shooting the lightning or shooting a sunrise, of course, you know, you're seeing my end result. Sure. And I, kind of, I kind of equate it to and You know, Rick, you're going to like this. Like, it, it's sort of like baseball um, where, you know, someone in baseball who's a great hitter is successful 30 percent of the time. Right. And if, if we were 30 percent of the time in school or whatever, we we, we would have flunked out a long time ago. <laughs> You'd be well, doing podcasts. You'd be doing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and with photography, it's it's, you know, not exactly like baseball, but it's like fishing. And and where you go to a spot, you do a lot of homework, you get there and sometimes it works out or as you are sitting there taking the shots, things are just not working out. You have to move a little bit. You have to, do, you know, maybe go lower, go higher. You have to do a variety of things. And right. eventually you get the, the shot that you wanted. But it might have taken me a hundred different guesses to get the image that I wanted. Wow. So um, what you know, about I, Photoshop? I, Why don't you just Photoshop a big <laughs> lightning bolt in there or something? You know, I, I actually think that would take longer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. And, and, that's, and, and that's the thing. You see, I, I, I started doing photography when it was back in the film days and specifically slide film and slide film was um, and still is technically it's around, but I'll, I'll use past tense was less forgiving to mistakes. And so I, I just learned from the beginning after spending a lot of money on processing with right. film. Go to Walgreens, um, go through your list. Like, ah, yeah. crap, there's nothing here. Now, you really want to eliminate the mistakes because it costs you. Right. Um, and now because of just that experience when I'm out there shooting now, you know, I, I don't have to go back to a computer and just completely change what I've seen. I, I, I can pretty much just take it right out of my camera uploaded you know make the you know the you know the typical processing processing adjustments that you used to get like at photomat yeah. where they you know they would they would you know change the white balance or just put a little contrast in there and that's about it but you know if you notice with my photography i'll take a shot and you see it up on social media okay. within sometimes five minutes or as soon as I get back to my place to upload it on the computer i you know i find if i spend my time in front of a computer that takes away from me having an opportunity to take uh, a photo, whether I'm on, you know, in Ireland or in Chicago. It just takes away from mm -hmm. that time because there's there's always something happening that really is worth capturing and and and, and keeping that moment that um, was kind of special. So uh, if I'm sitting on a computer, it just you can't do it. Mm. You know, and, and and for those who do do it, Rick, I'll yeah. say this much, you know. You know, it, that's their art. So if they, you know, if they want to Photoshop, take out skies and add things to it, you know what? Hey, I respect that. You go do what you want to do. Just my my intent with my photography is to present it to you how I saw it. You're a purist. You're a purist. Exactly. Yes. That's what I was going to say. And, you, you know, what? You also you're on on staff of Eckhart's Press. You're one yeah, of our staff right. photographers. <laughs> how, how are those <laughs> how are those benefits in 401k working for you, Barry? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just very impressed with the. Um, uh, the um, 
uh, what's that called? Is the the, the, uh, the pension that you guys? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so. uh, I feel like I can probably retire next year. <laughs> oh well, don't until we're done with <laughs> yeah, not publishing yet. books. Not yet. Uh, now you you live downtown, I would assume, right? Or where? where... Uh, I actually, I, I'm just on the outskirts of downtown. Oh, okay. Now, did you yeah. pick? Did you pick to live there because of the view, or because of the no. photography, or the other way around? No, uh, what's <laughs> you're gonna love this. So when uh, I moved uh, out of the burbs uh, into the city, about uh, God, now I think it's my, maybe about ten years. Um, I, 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 as you know, I have well, now I have two big dogs, but at the time I had one large dog, Ajax. And, uh, a, a, yeah, Ajax. He's uh, seventy five pounds, and I needed a place and. Um, I got someone to look for opportunities and I said, hey, you know, here's the region I want to be in. And, and uh, I got a 75 pound dog. Well, there was only four places uh, around that actually would allow me to bring a dog into uh, oh, their wow. place that was of that size. So it was and then. Um, it, 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 I also had to be concerned about, you know, I got elderly parents, so, uh, having quick access to expressways, that was another thing too. So okay. it, it really kind of narrowed down, but now, uh, uh, as much as I would love to think that, uh, I could pick a place based on view, um, that's not possible. And quite honestly, as you know, our skyline has changed drastically even within the last 10 years. And that's and true. And it will continue to change. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, lo- I'm looking out the window right now. And um, I'm seeing at least eight cranes. You know, it's just amazing how our skyline is changing. And hopefully it doesn't change too much because we don't want it to look like New York where no. we ha- we don't see the sunlight anymore because we decided to put, you know, a building in, you know, real high up in every you know spot of the city here. So, um, but, you know, that's, uh, not a, that's, not my, that's out of my control. Some of your shots uh, look like they're taken from a helicopter. And I know I know that you worked yes. in, in the traffic business. So I always assumed you went up there in the traffic copter. But uh, you also use drones too, don't you? Yeah. So, uh, and, and good memory there, Rick. So, uh, you know, when I started uh, uh, working, uh, and I was 18 at the time, I used to fly in a helicopter, uh, gathering traffic information, and that's how one of the reasons why I know where to go and how to go, and or probably is the best spot in Chicago to take a photograph because I've seen it from above and I've been observing it for, for many years. So um, often I will uh, hire out helicopters to get to the images that, that I need to get. Um, I also use drone technology. The challenge with drone technology in a, in a city like Chicago is that we have a tremendous amount of interference. And then we also have a lot of areas where a drone shouldn't be. And so, um, you know, so I, I mean, I, I respect, those laws that we have but um so when i can't get a drone or something else in there i can't get on top of a rooftop then i employ a helicopter rent that out and uh wow you so you really are using a helicopter i thought yes that is cool yeah so i make that investment uh because you know this is a business just so it's just like any other business uh people are hiring out uh, forklifts or they're hiring out drivers to go take them somewhere or whatever while i do the same thing so how much much does it cost to rent a 
helicopter. Uh, it's, it's it's not cheap. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> even if you know the even if you know the copter pilots, it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Yeah, it, it, it's like I said, it's an investment. So if I'm if I'm getting in a chopper, whether and, and sometimes I'm doing projects for companies, you know, they want some aerial views of their building. So while I'm up uh, taking care of that, I try to time it so maybe I can take a few shots for myself you know, for something else. So there's a variety of ways, but yeah, the helicopters are a great way. And quite honestly, um, even if you're not into photography, taking a helicopter ride around here is just, it's a wonderful way to see our city. Well, and obviously one of the things that you have to consider when you are going in the helicopter is weather, right? You know, and yes, you know, and, and you've done wonderful shots of full moons. And uh, so you're an astronomer, you're a uh, we, uh, meteorologist. You're a photographer, right? Do you? Do yeah. Well, I, I need. You know, weather is my friend uh, because, you know, the, the 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 worst thing that it could, in my opinion, that could happen for um, a photograph is, you know, blue skies. I know everyone gets real happy when, oh my God, there's not a cloud in the sky. That's death to me. Uh, yeah. Because that, those clouds provide texture. But, you know, in 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 regards to whether it's uh, astronomy or doing meteorology uh, work to uh, determine where probably best that I can go. There's a lot of work that goes into my photographs. So everything that I do is typically planned about 24 hours ahead of time. I, I have a pretty good idea where I'm probably going to be in most cases. Um, and, you know, I plot that out and I, and I keep watching it throughout the day. So those moon shots that you alluded to, uh, I've gone out to a spot, measured it, Will the moon be coming through there at a specific time? Huh? And then I, I pray that my calculations are correct. So, yeah, the, I, my time, you know, you, you alluded to the fact that I basically have two full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, my time is valuable, so I cannot be in a situation where I just say, okay, well, let's put myself out at North Avenue Beach and just see what happens. That, right. that, never, right. ha- that never happens. I just don't operate that way. Why don't you just ask Tom Skilling? You'll really yeah, get him on the hotline. Yeah. Do you know Tom Skilling? Because I think that'd be a valuable friend to have. You know what's funny? Tom and I have had tons of interactions. He has been absolutely wonderful uh, promoting my work. Uh, but I never met him up until uh, this past May. And uh, that was a great treat because, uh, uh, you know, his forecast, along with a few others in town, I, I watch uh, intently because there's always a little nugget I get out of it that then I'm able to incorporate with some of my analysis to take the shot that I'm going to probably take the following day. The only, the only time that I met Tom Skilling, I was actually at WGN, and uh, we were, I was with our author, Rich King, and he introduced me. <laughs> and Tom Skilling goes, can't talk now, microburst. <laughs> and, he ran, and, he, and he ran back to the weather, you know, like in the back. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, so, you know, there's often when I'm out uh, taking photographs and, you know, Usually people see the dogs and they realize um, that's me. So they'll come up and they start talking. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone who wants to come up and talk to me. You know, And it's always nice that someone will you know, say some very nice things about my work. But I will, in the, in the middle of the conversation, say, hold on a second. Right. I'm not here for my I'm help. For. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm waiting for. So hold on. Here comes that, you know, here are those birds that I usually, right. you know, expect coming through a Navy Pier, you know, 15 minutes before sunset. So here they come. You know, so hold on a second. Have you ever missed a yeah. shot because of some blabbering 
person that yes. was gut- yeah <laughs> yes as a matter of fact it was funny you say that so uh the, the lightning strikes the other day <laughs> um my my goal is always to have multiple antennas going at the same time and uh on friday night uh, uh three times the lightning came down and, and struck the hancock trump and sears all at the same time and the first time uh, I was actually having a conversation with one of my dogs. Uh, it was one way conversation. And <laughs> by doing that, I, I missed the shot. Uh, oh. the first time. And then I, I am, I am literally cursing myself. Like, you know, better don't do that. Yeah. You know, focus on what you need to do. And then fortunately, uh, it happened again, uh, twice, uh, the, the following hour. So, uh, I kind of felt a little bit better, but for about an hour, I was just like, you know better, you know better. What are you doing? What are you doing? So and the dog's like, it's not yeah, my fault. I'm know, just sitting here. You just mentioned that oh, lightning, yeah. lightning hit Trump. It, you uh, know, don't uh, get excited, Dave. He means Trump Tower. Is that his hair? Is that what yeah, happened no, to his hair? Trump Tower, he means. So, so for everyone out there, I, I urge you to follow Barry Butler on Twitter. I do. There are days when your photos, Barry, actually put me in a good mood. I've and I've already pre-ordered your 2020 calendar, so. I, if people want to see your stuff, where is the best place to see it? Yeah, so uh, there's probably four real good avenues. One, um, on Facebook, it's Barry Butler Photography. And what I like about there is that I can use all the different types of sizes, including panoramas, uh, in their in their hole on there. Um, there's Twitter. The nice thing about Twitter is that that's real time, so yep. you know you, you're seeing that I'm posting stuff right away, unlike Facebook and Instagram. And uh, that also, you know, most of my stuff can be shown in its actual format. Uh, Instagram um, and Twitter, I'm at uh, Barry Butler Nine. Uh, Instagram, I'm not the biggest fan of, just from a standpoint, it's very restrictive. But um, you know, it is a place to great, uh, you know, a great place to showcase your work. And then, um, then there's my website. My website um, has a variety of things on there, which is BarryButlerPhotography.com. And on there is uh, anything that's going on with me from a news standpoint, things that, uh, you know, whether I did an appearance on Weather Channel or something like that. And so I re-post uh, what uh, what was broadcast on a, you know, a station like that or there was an article on me. And then obviously there is uh, the prints, the calendars uh, that you alluded to that um, I sell. And uh, the majority of stuff that I sell is Chicago, but um, I'm originally from Ireland and I go back oh. home uh, twice a year. And uh, it's very so green run. there. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. That, yeah. that rain is uh, really amazing for that little island. Um, I, I, I want a really good picture of a Guinness the next time you come. Is that right? Just be- I, I'm sure Barry has experienced a Guinness or two in his life. Uh, hopefully daily. Uh, <laughs> that a boy. Yeah. But yeah, no. So uh, Ireland uh, photography, as a matter of fact, I introduced a, a first time ever after a lot of requests to do an Ireland calendar. And that sold out. I did a limited run, but uh, people are liking the Ireland photography. Um, so, um, you know, it's nice to have that to, um, to show people because it is an amazing country. And I encourage you all to visit it. You'll, you're, you'll enjoy the, the country itself, but you really will like the people. And, and I think if uh, you ever go to the Irish Heritage uh, place on, in the I know, north. I know Wilson. On the, yes, on the north side. Uh, Barry is there all the time <laughs> uh, selling his stuff. Uh, uh. So so that's just one thing, and, and we, we want to thank you very much for being on the show because uh, we're big fans of your work, and we want to encourage you, and, and we encourage everyone out there to check out 
Barry Butler Photography. Well, it was very kind to you guys, and uh, have a great day. And, well, this and is your pension. The- this yeah. is your pension right here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, exactly. Thanks for being exactly. on the show. Thanks, Take Barry. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. That guy's got passion. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to do my Irish accent. for him. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Barry, for being uh, with us. Uh, uh, we've got some great celebrities upcoming, too. Oh, tell us. Uh, Robbie Rist, who played um, Cousin Oliver on The Brady Bunch, is going to jump on possibly next week to talk about the Brady renovation show. That's great, because he's not part right, of it. Right, so. They stiffed him. <laughs> uh, we've got Billy Hayes coming up, who wrote uh, Midnight Express. Oh, wow. Turkish Prison. We're fun with Turkish Prison. We're going to have to get Andy, or Andy, Vinny, to... Uh, Make a jingle. Fun okay. with Turkish prisons, which will be <laughs> okay. with Okay, that's Hay. good. Uh, anybody else? Catherine Johns. Catherine famous, Johns. Uh, uh, radio Chicago. Okay, so, so we've got a full plan. Well, if uh, if you like uh, Minutia Men, um, you should check out our other stuff <laughs> because Dave and I are available everywhere. We're at EckhartsPress.com. We're at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. You can... Uh, Email us mm-hmm. at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Dave is the uh, Minutia Man Twitter mm-hmm. handle dude. Big response from the Skip Graparis Facebook post, by the way. Oh, good. Like hundreds of people are saying, fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Skip was actually quite funny. That was great. Um, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com, which opi, of course, Dave, is what? Backwards. Uh, hippo. That's right, oppihshows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with the Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of... Free episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's new cars still available with an honest-to-goodness manual transmission, plus a so-so Saab sells for a not-so-so-so price. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Old Pie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcasting from Chicago, an OPI production for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Lasano and Friends. Hey, I'm Tony Lasano. I'm back with Lasano Friends, and that means my friends are back with me. This is true. We are back. That was Chris. Hello. That was Sammy. I'm here as well, and Kimmy's here in spirit. That was Tommy. Tony, your microphone sucks. That was Michael. Try doing it without sounding like you tried this three times and failed. <laughs> Damn. I've been spending my entire summer bickering with my four-year-old nephew. You win any arguments? I don't know, but I bet you I'm prepared for this season. I'm ready for anything. So join us as we do the funny. Or at least try. Or it's a very dramatic show. Are these awkward silences or dramatic silences? <laughs> Either way, we're back. All this and more on Lasano and Friends, a Tony Lasano podcast and Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Okay, we're done. <laughs> RadioMisfits.com.